2020, the new decade, the new millennium, whatever we are saying now. My first interview, we're back, you all. I am so excited to have Nicarla Tabo here. Hi. Hey, guys. I, You guys, again, super exciting. As you all know, we are in the midst of Fashion Month. We are uncovering every aspect of fashion. We're going to go through the thrift side. We're going to be talking about top 10 ways to get your money right and be fashionable. But you all, I do have a little bit of wanderlust when it comes to getting a nice bag, y'all. I'm tired of going to H&M. I said it. I'm tired. I'm tired of being at H&M in that fake Safiano. I'm tired of pretending like I'm somebody when I'm not. I said it, y'all. I said it, and I know y'all feel the same way, too. So we have Miss Nikki. Can we call you Nikki? Is that okay? We have Nikki here. She is actually actually a sales associate is that what they say yes sales associate stylist stylist fashionista (laughs) fabulous person overall from Burberry to discuss with us ways that we can get our money right be a luxury luxurista can we make that up we make that up y'all a luxurista and to ask the age of question is it even possible to want it back because y'all I want one and I told somebody yesterday at my job that I wanted a Chanel classic flat this year and she looked at me like I caught the plague a, judge, a judgment face. Why would you want something like that? She's telling me that I want to be like everybody else. I'm trying to have a status symbol on my hand. Well, maybe I just want to look nice. Maybe this is a bag that's going to last me a long time. Why do I have to feel guilty for wanting something nice? Why is it possible that there seems to be this misconception that people who are weird or who are fancy want those things? Why can't a regular girl like me want it and still get my money right? But Nikki's going to be here to tell us about that. Hi, Nikki. Thanks. Hey. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Definitely. It's my pleasure. I would love to tell you guys all about how you can get all of these things that you've been um, lusting over and how that you should not necessarily feel bad, think about it in more in the artistic way, but also um, you should also be cautious about how much you do make and um, how can that balance out to what you are looking to buy in the future. Okay, that that's some intro. I like that. <laughs> so you. first, before we get before we delve deep into that, because all of those things I want to delve talk about more. But first, I want to hear a little bit about your career trajectory. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you ended up working as a stylist for Burberry. Yes. So um, I started luxury with Michael Kors. Um, one of the incentive as being a young adult around 17 I'm thinking about how I can get these kind of clothes with so little price so you know what I did some research Michael Kors an incentive to work there as an associate you get every free outfits every season a top pants or a dress every single season and that's about within two to three months you're getting new pieces that can cost you to up to five hundred dollars. So I'm for like, one piece. Um. Yeah. So. Oh wow. So I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I experimented with that, and I've noticed how that's actually the time it opened my mind up to how prices can reflect the quality of clothing. Hmm. And Michael Kors actually open my mind into quality into my wardrobe I actually stopped shopping in retailers like uh, Forever 21 which is my to-go and H&M because I've noticed within like washing my clothes or even the quality of drape of how it makes me look it's a hundred percent different 
A hundred percent. Really? Yes. Wait, how so? How? Wait, seriously, how so? Um, you can tell that, that these designers really do pay attention to the physique of the body, the silhouettes of um, different cuts of clothes. So that really made me appreciate and taking care of the clothes much better. And also you can tell by the fabric. And I'm the type of person that I'm late to everything. I got to wash things on the load. <laughs> so it got to, you know, withstand that. So you, so initially you going into luxury fashion, you started at Mag Michael Kors, was because you really liked uh, the idea of looking stylish and having something really nice. But it ended up being more opening your eyes to something that actually looks and feels nice mm -hmm. and complements your body better. Exactly. And that reflects the whole, the whole thing about feeling confident within yourself and finally getting to know what looks good on you. Whereas you go to Forever 21, H&M, you're bombarded with all of these merchandise, all of these clothing you want to try, all of these things that look good. And then you go in the dressing room and you're phased with the sorrow that, oh my God, this yeah. shirt looks crappy on me. Yeah, and I blame, I would blame myself. Again, for example, I went to H&M a couple weeks ago. It's like, no, not even. I went there Wednesday. <laughs> and I had to try these pants and I'm relatively slim. And the pants didn't fit right. I, I was like, well, I thought it was me. Honestly, I thought it was me. I was like, these don't, they don't look good. No, Ashley is not you because you have a wonderful, <laughs> voluptuous <laughs> body. <laughs> so you're saying that it could be the quality of clothing that's preventing us from feeling confident or looking as, as the best that we can in certain clothing. Correct, correct, because you have to um, kind of think about it. These mass production um, companies, they're producing for that one, two, or three clients, and that is not reality whatsoever. So you can't really expect that kind of quality or um, well thought of when it comes to the pants and the cuts that these um, other clothing are producing but I'm not saying that it's bad at all it's not because some of them are very wonderful the price does reflect the quality so no shame in that but it's just more time-consuming when it comes to shopping for your clothes really mm -hmm. and that's something that you really found out working at Michael Kors yes uh, the whole thing about you're going into a store you have all of these uh options to go through versus you're going to this one boutique that pays attention a lot on quality and the cuts and you see exactly what you're gonna uh, you're looking for in your mind and automatically narrow it down to certain pieces and you go into dressing room and you actually try these things on and they actually lay the way you want it to lay Oh, the H&M dressing room was sufficient. <laughs> so you, so this one thing that you learned from Michael Kors, why did you decide to go from Michael Kors to working at, at Burberry? Um, I just wanted to pursue something higher tier, and again, my motivation is getting something at a discounted price. Y'all, amen again. to that. Shout outs to the, shout, shout outs to the discount, okay? <laughs> So actually deviating from that and going into more of the uh, getting into clothing in a cheaper way but in a better quality. 
As Ashley mentioned, the real real and um, even thrift stores. In the beginning, I did start shopping in thrift stores like that. Definitely Buffalo Exchange in Georgetown. They do have a lot of pieces that are name brand or even um, a lower tier luxury, which is also very efficient. Um, and even shopping and sales or even outlets. Michael Kors is actually an outlet store where clothing, if you do find it at a right time, can be less than $100. There's things in there at Zara that's like $100, easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. And that's considered a fast fashion retailer as well. Mm-hmm. There's things at H&M that cost about that much too. You're not going to find gold unless you're looking guys. And that is just the very definition of it. So you're telling me generally your motivator was to be able to get these high quality pieces but still you know within your price range because we're not out here yeah we're not out here making thousands and millions of dollars yet right right Right. below three (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars we're not out here y'all so she's still and y'all i'm telling this this girl's impossibly fly like i've made seen her multiple impossibly so it's really nice that you're able to still wear these higher tier clothes but still Mm -hmm. doing it for something on the low okay so with all of that said Describe to us your experience working at, as a stylist at Burberry. What are the clients like? Are they really bougie? Are they really, do they have a certain type of air to them? Are they just trying to be fancy? What is it like? Yes, yes, yes to all those comments. <laughs> <laughs> to answer to that, I would put them in three categories. One, the influencers, which I connect with the followers. Uh, to the artistic people who do just love fashion itself and love how, again, the quality, the shape, the silhouette do make them feel confident and true within themselves. And third, the ones who are curious and ready to explore. So I will begin in the first category which are the um, influencers and the followers. And this is a new, I feel like this is a newer category, right? Um, the influencers? Yeah. Yes and no. Influencers has been there for a, quite a long time, but okay. due to media, they really have soared and they kind of are becoming the backbone of fashion itself. Mm. The free, you can say, marketing of fashion. Are these the influencers that we're thinking of? Like the ones that are going to be on Instagram, the ones that will be out doing pop-ups, kind of linking up. Like people like, um, what's like Ame Song, Ame Song of Song of Style. People like her, are you referring to those types of influencers? Yes, um, influencers on Instagram. I do know and heard a lot about them. They are just individuals who do and are seen in a lot of um, socialites, New York, uh, different fashion fashion events that you will see them all the time wearing Balenciagas, wearing Gucci, wearing Louis, Prada, all those names in different areas. And they're usually typically the ones who are sporting on the newest and the most exclusive pieces. And usually they are uh, the weather forecasters of what wave will be selling in stores. Really? Yes. 
And the higher tier to that actually are celebrities such as Beyonce, okay. Rihanna, um, the upcoming rappers these days, mm-hmm. um, whatever they're wearing, even their lyrics to songs mm-hmm. can also influence what we'll be shopping. Um, so they really are the drivers you. of fashion. Definitely. Really? 100%. That's crazy. Yes. I solely believe that rapper is talking about Louie Louie. Versace, 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 Versace. Fendi, Fendi, Prada. But Prada right now. Uh, I know. Yes. Yeah. But I solely believe that's one of like the biggest initiative to consumers, to uh, buyers, people selling luxury good, period. Okay, so the influencer market that you're referring to is much bigger than just what we're seeing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's, and like you said, it is much. it has lasted longer. It just looks different today. Yes. Um, I think it's just because it's, it's all a circle, honestly. It's really all a circle. Um, these influencers do open another door to careers. Uh, they become, I guess... A one-to-one experience with consumers, rather than you're seeing this in Vogue magazine, it just feel unreal, too expensive. People's like, eh, these are tacky. But if you are seeing it on a person who's a regular person living life and they're just styling these things out, it makes it more possible for you to do it too. I see, I see. So who's this? The second two you say are like the more artistic types, the people who like style, who like. Describe those people. So I put that, I put myself actually in that category. <laughs> okay. Um, art has always been something very close to me that I've always wanted to do my whole entire life. Uh, whether it's fashion, whether it's painting, whether it's music or uh, dance, I just love it in all entirety. But with fashion, um, it goes hands in hand with my paintings and things like that. I see myself as a canvas and I would like to put on things that are beautiful. And I sometimes choose luxury brand because those are where other artistic people do influence me and that's why I choose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with saying that, I know how, you know, rising artists were, or how do they call Starving artists. You gotta be smart when it comes to that. And that's why if I do want to dress nicely, I find a hack to it. And also doing what I want to do in life. A hack to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now I would be working part-time at a luxury house. But it's not as easy, it's not easy to, do the, um, to do that directly the way I did it. You have to slowly get into it and prove yourself that you can maintain that position. Um, in doing so, I'm able to purchase these things at a lower cost. So, that's my hack in life. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, everybody has a hack. I'm telling you, we've talked about house hacking before here. I've done that. We've talked about hacking the investments. It's not cheating, you all, but there are ways to get the life that you see and you want, but you have to be willing to make a few certain sacrifices, which I feel like you've done before, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly, sacrifices. (laughs) (laughs) So, they're they're the people who who like fashion and like the the silhouettes and the fashion shows and this and so who's the last category the explorers okay and who are curious which i'm curious yes which i would put you in that category mm-hmm. not saying it's bad or anything mm-hmm. 
Um, I would put myself a few years ago in this category mm-hmm. too. Uh oh, y'all! I'm on the <laughs> I'm on the road to flyness. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, so these are uh, people who are coming in who are again influenced by people who are the influencer of Instagram, social media, music videos. They're probably like, oh, I I really like that piece. Maybe I should visit the store. Definitely. Yeah, so there's no harm in that. It's actually good. That's actually how these companies are um, um, generating these sales and generating consumers or even people in general to come into the store. So explorers are very important because they mm-hmm. generate into uh, my category too, which I explained that I am, and then into the influencers mm-hmm. who do buy these things again for pleasure and mm-hmm. um for class mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah so who's the biggest category uh what do you mean like demographic wise no in terms people? of the three the three tiers of people that or the three types of people that come into the store so i would say the first category the influencers that do branch out into followers i do get frequent um Youth, I would say youth millennials, coming into the store, giving me their phones, and be like, "Do you have this piece?" Really? Yes. Mostly, really? a lot of times. I actually sold a whole look from this one guy. I don't know. It was a fashion influencer, and I sold the whole piece to this guy, really? totaling to totaling about fifteen hundred for this two pieces. Really? Yes. <laughs> So by looking at their phone, and he's like, "Do you have this?" Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. These followers are real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you all influencer fashion is legit. It's not yes. just something that you're scrolling in. Mm-hmm. And that's the elite hackers. Once you become an influencers, these companies are gonna be looking at you. They're gonna be investing on you. So, like I said, it's a circle. You have to get into a hack. If you're really into, oh, I need to get into these pieces, but without, not this kind of price point. There's sacrifices. You either have to get into the uh, industry and do spend little by little and take it that way to be yeah, an influencer. Right. Or my mind is like farting right now. Like I said, this will be edited out. It's okay. Too. Um, okay, I don't know now. That's okay. That's okay. okay, next question. Okay. Okay, so for me, it's, it's so interesting that you're talking about these tiers. It's like, I don't, I don't think about this stuff. All I'm talking about is money all day long. But to me, there is this, there's a singe in, in media that makes it seem like the fashion industry or you wanting something from Burberry, you wanting that coat, a scarf, is very vapid. It's like, oh, well, all you care about is just a label. And I, in theory, when I'm talking to everyday people, they'll tell me that the only people who will go into these stores are those who just want to wear a label because it thinks it makes them feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? And what what are your responses to that? Um, I definitely disagree. Okay. Uh, because... 
it isn't in it is in the designer's mind when um, creating these products that some of the items are not bombarded with uh, monograms of their of their company or mm-hmm. or their brand. Um, some of them you won't even know unless you really know how luxurious the item is or it just speaks for itself by the quality of the leather um again um the focus of the cut like where even the cut of the shoulders hit all of these little details were the hems um that is the way that you can tell that this brand is designer which one of the reason why i love shopping designer brands because it's only for those kind of eyes that do really pay attention of how does this person really dress themselves. Um, what else were we saying? And I mean, there's those kind of people who think, oh, you're just going to their store for being bougie. Mm-hmm. That is also correct. Mm-hmm. There are people who enter into this fashion game, fashion world, because they want to become one of those people in the group. They want to be elite. I mean, that happens. There are, especially universities, universities, universities around DC, like GW, for example, where there's these group of kids wearing endlessly luxury items Balenciaga's Gucci Burberry I see that I've seen that a lot too for sure definitely and I have um, a cousin who actually I have a cousin who actually attends GW and she feels as if like she's shunned by these people by these kids it's literally one of them one of these uh, consumers is her roommate that she's always wearing these things and she feels like I guess she's more than that. Better than, yeah. Exactly. And she doesn't even speak to them. And I was just took upon that, that, that this kind of lifestyle do get into people's head way too much, which I feel like that kind of goes deeper than, to themselves than it is. Because it is wrong to define yourself by the products you wear. It should be the definition you put on these products, not the products defining you. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. So whenever I'm... so It's funny you mention that, you know. First of all, I hate when we talk about our sizes and that. But I would even say generally, we do put a lot of emphasis on looks and how you dress and what you're wearing and what the label is that you're wearing. And I do feel like it seems like it's swayed more in that direction. Like I said, if a person like me, who I never grew up having anything luxury, I don't own any luxury pieces yet, not yet, but if I were to tell people that, a person who may not be interested in fashion or a person who you know, who may not necessarily be influenced by these fashion, these style people, it's like, I should be feeling guilty for that. Like, why would you spend $6,000 on a purse? But there's, it's, it is deeper than a purse. That's a lot. I know when you say it out loud, it is kind of a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but you know, I do think of it. Can you pause it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can edit all this. But um, I don't know. I feel I, I. It's like they're trying to make me feel guilty for wanting something like that. And I feel like there's a lot of people. Again, it's like a, it's a polarizing. It's like the people who make you feel guilty for it, the people who have it, and they kind of look down on you. But I feel like both ends of the spectrum are gonna look down on you, no matter what. Um, I definitely agree with that. That goes back again to people allowing products to define themselves. Because I do work with both ends of the spectrum and I am in the middle where um, an associate of mine, she's able to purchase luxury goods at those big number of prices. Um, But she also does it smart and there's topics where I'm not able to enter with her when it comes to goods because I'm not used to purchasing that kind of thing. Oh, I see. Yes, and also I do have associates that's really funny. Oh. I do have associates that are my best friends that I hang around with that I'm the only one who's naming wearing name brands but I'm not rubbing these things in their face or anything like that or even gloating about it because they know me. They know I'm the fashionista. Yeah. They you, know. appre- you, have an appreci- you have a true, genuine, utter appreciation. Yes, and they have that confidence that if they do have any questions with any fashion things, they know to go to me. And, girl, I do hook them up with any budget that they have. <laughs> Um, because I'm not the richest person out here. We're all struggling. And um, for your other friend, Ashley, that may be looking down on you because you want a bag that's about a grand. Um, it's a couple of, couple of thousand grand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just them looking at in their financial status and in their financial mm-hmm. book. They don't really know where you're coming from. And if they do, you don't know, they don't know how much you've really wanted this item or what you're doing to work towards Mm -hmm. it. But I believe that you're smart when it comes to financial stuff and you know if this item is going to give you that experience or that insight when you do get this bag, you'll be appreciative of it more than anybody. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, yeah, for me, I do feel like these items are like, use that purchasing art you're purchasing a piece of art that someone has created it's just like when people go to soft b soft berry soft you know, mm-hmm. you know and then they purchase they commission an art piece that they want to keep in their house or they want to put in a museum it's the same concept but i think because it has been commercialized by people by so many different people there's like a negative stint to it but everything that's nice and that's custom and craft made will come with a price tag exactly Yes, definitely will come to a price tag because um, as you can really, if you really think about it, these mass production um, companies, households that are like H&M, Forever 21, Mm -hmm. they have mass production, Mm -hmm. which means mass waste. Mm -hmm. Um, And these luxury goods actually now in the present day that they're working behind more eco-friendly materials, biodegradable, Mm -hmm. and the less 
amount of things that they produce is better for the world period but mm -hmm. at the same time it comes with the cost mm -hmm. of it being at a higher price just because of the demand um so luxury goods um financial and the price tag that it does hold comes in a full circle of just demand itself so that's that's interesting too so let's say that Let's say that we want to delve our toe into the world of luxury fashion. Let's say, and maybe not even necessarily something as elite as like a Burberry. Maybe we want to do like, um, maybe a Kate Spade or something like that. Something that's still quality. Mm -hmm. Or let's say that we don't have the same type of fashion hacks that you do. You've been able to work in this industry to get, and you're able to, because of that, you have more access to fashion, so you have more of the ability to get fashion at discounted prices, so you can still look nice. But what if you're like a regular person? What are ways that we can do to buy a nice bag and still keep our money intact? What are ways that we can save on designer? It just all depends. Again, you mentioned uh, the lady bag of Dior. That's just definitely going to be expensive mm -hmm. no matter what mm -hmm. until that design mm -hmm. is no longer relevant to anybody. It's been relevant for almost 30 years. Exactly. That is why it's still that high. <laughs> <laughs> um, some, and um, compared to that, some other Burberry, just Burberry bag, for example, the Manor bag, which is... Um, discontinued due to the new designer mm -hmm. you can purchase that bag let's say two three years from now from an outlet store 50% off that price really just because it's no no longer relevant to the brand got it or like fashion influencer itself got it um, got it yes and another way you could also do is consignment shop I had actually uh, helped a client who Purchase consignment, and she loves shopping with me just because I um, just am a She's great. She's awesome. Yes, great listener. She actually told me she would not be buying Burberry stuff if it wasn't for me. So I'm like, Aww. okay, <laughs> it feels Yeah, y'all, this is the real deal. <laughs> and she actually mentioned that she uh, purchased a pair of Gucci sneakers for only a hundred dollars. What? Yes, exactly. So wait, really? Yes. So consignment shop is where it's at. Um, definitely visit the thrift stores in major high fashion cities. New York, uh, places I've been is actually local here, which is Georgetown Buffalo Exchange. Mm -hmm. um, I have found like a few Burberry pieces, some really nice knee high suede shoes. Don't ever be afraid to try just low-cost places um, like thrift stores like that because I do really find nice quality things even though if it's not high fashion luxury brands really mm -hmm. just so, like the sweater I'm wearing today y'all and possibly fly four dollars <laughs> you all where you guys is there y'all got a camera probably not it possibly fly for no reason y'all it's fabulous four dollars y'all she was looking over here like we were about to be on a red carpet Thank you. <laughs> Facts. So it is possible. It is possible to definitely. That's so interesting. A hundred percent. Got it. So as you as um well maybe you probably do know but a lot of our listeners are out there. We're all trying to get our money right, or we do have it somewhat right, but we're trying to figure out the next step into investing, whether it be home ownership or investing or 
saving up for something do you think is worth that splurge on getting a luxury item if you're able to pay your bills if you have a home if you are debt free because usually those people I know Yo, I love y'all, but some of y'all are just a little too pragmatic. <laughs> Good God. What do you think? Um, yes, yes, yes to all those things <laughs> because you already are disciplined in the mind that uh -huh. um, once you purchase this item, that pending amount you mm -hmm. have to pay for. Uh -huh. So yes to those listeners who are already programmed and wired in that mind because right now I'm weak <laughs> in that space. Okay. Um, yes, definitely. So what are the best ways to pay for... A luxury item. Should I do it? Use my credit card? Is cash okay? Do we look down on cash? No, we get a lot of cash buyers actually. Really? Yes, we do. Um, don't ask me why, but <laughs> <laughs> we're in DC. Maybe a lot of you guys would know. Um, but for those people who are already uh, automated in that in your mind that things need to be paid off I have to be responsible that's how I would yes um, yeah. I would say a credit card because not only is it benefiting you being able to get that bag right there and then but also raise your credit score so yes definitely a credit card and if you have the money already um, on your debit Put like probably half or let's say 25% of it so it would just be easy in your payments just what a hundred a hundred fifty okay yeah so and people do do multiple payments there yes um, their debit card and their credit card that's actually so, really good to know yeah. that's something you guys you heard that so again you all, as you all know I'm not a big fan of um, I would, if you do have a credit card, make sure you pay that balance in full every single month. That is really what I believe in. However, if you do have a credit card that has a 0% mm -hmm. annual percentage yield, or if you have a 0% interest for 12 months, then believe it or not, you guys, it would make sense to purchase something, a big ticket item, like a bag or a, or a trench coat, if you are able to pay that off within the allotted amount of time. Because that way you're still, let's say that you buy the Kensington coat, which is about $2,000, mm -hmm. you're breaking up those payments, but you're actually still paying the $2,000 instead of paying the interest that your credit card company will allow. Mm -hmm. So if you do have those types of benefits to your card, by all means, I, I would recommend doing that as long as you are very cognizant of paying it off before the allotted amount of time and you have no issues with saving, with paying your bills, with really getting your money right. There doesn't seem to be anything wrong with that. Yeah, right? especially if you're paying maybe like half of it or lower than half. That kind of just give you the incentive, oh, I worked for this um, certain item. Let me pay off this amount and um, let me work on the rest of it. So it just keeps you cognitive of what you're purchasing and also allowing you to do or buy what you've always wanted to yeah. buy. Yeah. And then also think about, too, like some, somewhat of a tangent, but last year I was shopping on Shein Side like almost every month. Not y'all, not even almost every month. And I was dropping about two, three hundred dollars every month easily, easily because I had the money saved. I was saving money. Like it wasn't really a big deal. I was like, all right, you know. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I easily could have bought Michael that I wanted by at that point. Yes. And I, I clean out my closet every six months. There's a lot of stuff in there that I purchased from Shein that I've no desire to wear. 
Um, it's interesting you br uh, bring up the closet because uh, that's how I actually learn over time. I used to have a walk-in closet and it would just be filled with a whole bunch of clothes mm -hmm. that once you wash it, it's yeah. just beyond recognition. It's like a rag. <laughs> it's, like a, a, it's truly a rag. Like I'm not even being funny. It's like limp and it was kind of limp when you bought it. Yeah. The colors fade and you're like, yes. what in the world? And then, you, like you said, you do, I throw it out. I donate so many of my clothes. Every six months, every three to six months, I clear out my closet. And that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. And then I looked over how much I spent on she inside because they have like a history. I'm like, I spent like well over $1,000 last year. Yeah, you could have got your bag, girl. I know. Yo, let's not talk about that right <laughs> now. So I'm thinking about, we're so instant gratification y. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, here I am. Like, we get judgment to getting a nice piece that will last. So even me and my eyes are kind of opening to that. Right. Like, um, with my whole closet uh, journey, buying higher tier items, uh, more expensive things, let's say, like two years ago with Michael Kors and uh, Burberry, I would have spent, let's say, $700, but... All of these things ha I've been with for some of the things that I purchased all together, I'm totaling it to 700 from three years ago, I still have and still are wearing. Like, You're still yes, interesting. Definitely, okay. like my closet is much smaller, but like the pieces I'm pulling out, they're definitely showstoppers. Oh, um, let them know. Right, and like these pieces, they're not like you just have to wear them once oh and they're no longer relevant but if you have multiple pieces like the pants um different textures that can uh, correlate with the top you're wearing and the different length you can make different pieces that look nothing alike and people are like oh my god is that new is that new my boyfriend's always constantly asking me i know i haven't seen you wear this before <laughs> yes you have <laughs> But I just haven't pulled it out, or I just wore it in a different way. That's so interesting. So you can definitely have these higher, um, higher tier items from luxury places. You just have to be careful of what you're picking out. You don't want it to be the most trendiest thing. I mean, if that's what you're looking for that day, yes. But try to stick to something very classic like uh, for example i bought a t-shirt dress from michael kors and it's not like a cotton t-shirt dress mm -hmm. it's more of like a polyester silk blend and it just lays perfectly that you can wear it to work you can wear it to an amusement park with um white tennis shoes you can wear it with uh, black or uh, brown sandals and make it look mm -hmm. you know very gala uh, you just this one dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A t-shirt dress. And that's that's interesting. A totally different material that you can read different ways. Yeah. You guys, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> we can still be cognizant, but it sounds like it just means that we need to consume more and really consider quality and consider just different op like opportunities of wearing something versus a lot of people wear something once and want to throw it away or they buy something for an event and want to throw it away. Yes. Well, and kind of think it this way. If you're putting two application up on your computer, you're in Sheen or Forever 21 or Fashion Nova or um, these high, uh, lower cost places yeah. versus let's say you're pulling up um, Ralph Lauren Theory.
Kate Spade is one of, um, I actually like some of their pieces, or uh, Nordstrom Rack. If you find, let's say, in your car on the left side where Fashion Nova or what, whatever have you in that kind of price, you have $200 worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just a whole bunch of stuff. Which is me. Stuff. That was me last year in 2019. <laughs> and then on the other side, you have like this one really nice dress. Really nice quality. You can say that you can have it forever. That $200 worth of stuff, five items from that left side, is only going to last you for a few months. Versus you paying for that dress for $200 that could last you for a lifetime. Drops the mizike. Yes, and you can imagine every time you do this, one, two, three pieces will recollect over two years. Your whole closet is all designer girl. <laughs> Yo, I want see now. See, okay, it's so funny because we're about to wrap up. But you know, for me, some of my biggest takeaways are like, not only should I not feel guilty for wanting something luxury, but I should truly invest in it. Not only because it will be a compass builder, not necessarily because of the logo or how much you pay for it, but really because of the quality and how it makes you feel and, and the longevity of that piece. Exactly, longevity. Definitely longevity. Yeah, and I hear about that a lot, but I think really hearing it from someone, like you said, like you, who isn't, you know, who is in the field, in the industry, but, you know, you're not out here making millions and millions of dollars, where it's like nothing but a drop in the bucket for you, yeah. says a lot about what these items can do for you mm -hmm. and how you know how important they can be to make a woman feel good feel great wow that was deep wait oh my gosh okay sorry one last question yes. last question because I meant to tell, ask about this earlier at one point you did talk about how these designers do create um, clothing for a woman's physique mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of pushback in the industry about plus size, which isn't even necessarily plus size, but larger, more voluptuous women, how they look, and how it doesn't necessarily adhere to them, or they have issues finding clothes, these designer clothes for them. What are your, you're also, you're petite, I'm petite, so for either of us going into these stores, we're not necessarily going to find as big of an issue of, of looking nice for that price. Do you think that a woman who isn't necessarily size two or size zero can have access to everything that you said? Um, yes, it is going to be a little bit challenging, mm -hmm. just um, because you said, Ashley, uh, I agree that some of these luxury places do not adhere to plus size women. Um, for example, at our store, we only carry, it's rare for us to carry 2X or 3X for women, and that's not saying anything because our cuts are very fitted. So sometimes a 2X or 3X can equal to just a large. Really? Yes. Um, so it's still going to run small, quote-unquote. Exactly. So um, for you busty ladies, as voluptuous as you are, and I envy that, <laughs> um, that is a little bit bad news, but I'm here to give you good news. Um, that's where you can kind of budget into whatever you're wearing, find nice pieces, and... Uh, other brands, um, even plus-size brands, and just accessorize it with luxury brands like scarves, uh, let's say the earrings, uh, the handbags, so it's kind of good for you too. Uh, and also there's called 
customization, get something that you like, and find a really bomb tailor because. Interesting. Yes, I have tailors out there being able to uh, size everything or even make ugly things look good for a little bit of price. So go to a thrift store and get a nice colorful piece and go to a tailor and have them fit you in the certain way you want it. You just have to be creative with it. If there's an obstacle, there's definitely a way. Got it. That was great. Okay, good. <laughs> good. So there is something for everyone. That's good. To, that's definitely good to know. Mm -hmm. You guys, I cannot tell you all how appreciative I am of Nikki coming in to the makeshift studio that we have and really giving us your insight on fashion. Like I said, after this conversation, I do feel so much more comfortable in investing in a much nicer piece for my wardrobe. I think I'm going to have to downsize, too. My closets are stuffed for no apparent reason. Oh no reason. Like, after <laughs> listening to you, like, I, what we were doing two or three years ago is where I'm at right now. You guys, we about to be in the game. <laughs> so, is, please let us know if there's anything else you want us to know. Let us know. Not all the information that I've told you is perfect, but definitely dive into it and try to experiment. And life is all about experiment and um, exploring and finding ways to think that's impossible. Excellent. Hack away. Hack away, <laughs> you all. Nikki Tabo, thank you so much for your time. Such a pleasure. Mm -hmm.